0: Hello, on welcome to Tales for Wales. The podcast never fails to be that lunchtime cheeky pint on a Thursday that leaves you calling in sick till next Tuesday, making sure you pull that two-day believer. It's the rice and chips to your booner. It's the wristle added to your chicken off the bone at Dorothy's on Chippy Lane. It's the best of times. It's the worst of times. It is modern times. <laughs> Let them eat whistles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you're around, if you haven't had a wristle then where are you at <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what's that meme? Where it goes um, oh, do you know that meme i'm on about where it goes? oh yeah it's a person goes if you're not at the gym where the fuck you at <laughs> have you seen that yeah yeah if you're not at the pool yeah if you're um, not
1: if you're not in a whistle after the club yeah. what are you doing what
0: the fuck? Yeah. yeah all right sorry that's maybe not the most interesting intro but
1: I like it. <sighs> it was good, it? Also, you um you went with some real intensity there in like the second and third sentence. It went, the, the intensity ramped up. Quite, a I, was, I was like fucking hell, these going. I'm, I'm in it. I'm coming for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, we 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 never prep the
0: intro, and then whenever the other person says, "Hey, can you do this week's intro?" We panic so fucking yeah. much. Like, it's oh, rude God. to say.
1: It's rude to say no. I don't want to do it, it? So and yeah. you just got to go, yeah, yeah. I'll type one now, and then you got to like sort of pluck yeah, things from figure there. out what it is. Um, when well, mm. we tend to
0: do it, whoever's doing the episode, the other person has to do it. The one thing I have to do, which <laughs> I still find it an absolute, I, <laughs> <laughs> albatross around my neck it's absolutely exhausting <laughs> um, yeah. anyway and, you you the thing is
1: you, i'm good mate i'm good i um, i've been it's, it's been a, not a heavy heavy weekend but um i'm i think i'm gonna feel this tomorrow to be honest I, well uh, it's sunday night isn't it and yeah we're, we're doing our first sunday night
0: recording a while and because mm. it's a it's well for me I finished dry Jan, even though it's still technically Jan. Uh mm-hmm. we decided to have a bit of a a knees up and we a good old fashioned booze up.
1: We have you said you wanted to have a couple of bevs and I said, Who am I to fucking deny you such a thing? <laughs> so I I had a couple on Friday, not not too mad, just a chilled one. I didn't go to bed till about four this morning. Ooh, from last wow. night? Was Just yesterday? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I just—I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I, can't, I think like, we know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no. I like—I'm sat there, right, and I was like, "There's no need for me to be up later than like half one." And oh. I was looking at my phone, going half one, and then I was going, "But I got a bit more rum left, should I just have like a little?" Uh, and, and I just get—I get into like a rabbit hole of um, uh, YouTube videos. This one yeah. was production right wing so YouTube got, videos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you i am just watching. Yeah, Tate just watching brothers. bloody uh, yeah the uh, Andrew Tate and fucking um what's his name the one that sounds like fucking Kermit. Oh I hate bloody, um, it's a, oh I love uh, my mate always sends me videos of him crying. It's just the he's most perfect. beautiful thing in the world. He's right. He says
0: that because i R- What's he? Uh, what is Chip, his name? P- Jordan Peterson. John Peterson. That's uh, it. I, I'm yeah. going to drop in a voice. Uh, I, I, we should drop in a clip of him speaking.
1: And that you uh, give them this message that it's okay to be a man.
0: It's not okay. It's necessary. What the hell are we going to do without men? Yeah, and then my mate Geth does an impression of him because whenever <laughs> something bad happens or we get upset, like in football, something yeah. goes our way, he goes, It's not right. Just <laughs> <that> a little Jordan <laughs> Peterson wobble. He's like Canadian, isn't he? He's got that weird like, transatlantic. I think it's, yeah, got, it's, it's kind of a strange thing. Accent. It's a strange accent. He's a bit like give like, me Kermit frog. You it's me it's
1: the, the um, frog. Of... It's the same with bloody Andrew Tate though. He's got such a weird like cadence uh, to his speech. Yeah, he's he's like, got such a... if I if I was in a coffee shop, if I was in a coffee <laughs> shop and then I would the, then I do this and the terrorist <laughs> came in, I I bam, I I, I knock him out. Yeah, he's got absolute a, like a... a fat tongue he's got such a fat tongue. yeah he's got he? such a fat yeah. tongue yeah i'd love to him <laughs> to fucking poke that bad boy out and let me uh, fucking measure it because it's fucking it must be huge it's the circumference of that tongue
0: The absolutely... no one he's so right wing his, his brain's so thick it's full of tongue it's, it's all the biggest
1: up. of mouths yeah yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous um, oh man uh, just, just, um, just before we sorry. carry on because i know we're on a roll you're coming through like really <laughs> fucking loud uh, i'm louder, am i really loud like yeah you blow my eardrums out (laughs) 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 I've abided it it as long as I can all right I thought it'd sort (laughs) of (laughs) out. what's this like I don't know is it is a mic mic like close to your mouth or something I don't know no it's not um how about now is it still really loud that's a bit better that's not that's not deafening me so much that's okay (laughs) what about now yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that, that that's a bit yeah. more normal range, normal conversation. We could right? keep this in just in case at the start. I had to turn my
0: mics down. I don't know what it is. I haven't Would done anything it be different?
1: a Tales for Wales podcast if we didn't have some sort of technical fucking? But I to start.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, sorry. Like you said, that it was going well. We had some good bands. <laughs> I hate well. to interrupt it. I really did, but like my, I was like my, my ears going to fucking burst. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll I'll try and move it. My mic's only closer, but I did say my levels were really high, so I. Brought the levels down so that it's peaked, it stopped. At, yeah, you, you
1: sound yeah. fine now, you're all good. Sweet. Yeah, what, what we say, and a trait, what a knob. Yeah, yeah,
0: we've already turned on the Tates, uh, but we've yeah. already been banned in Russia. So, I'll let you, oh, one yeah. of our episodes recently got us banned from Russia. So, we've got Putin breathing down our neck, and next we've got Fucking the Tate Kremlin brothers. knocking at yeah. our door. Yeah, yeah, from the Kremlin. Just, to the I don't Kremlins. know about
1: you. I'm sniffing my fucking beers. Is that fucking a bit of uranium in there? Is yeah, that is that another going down? Cesium? Yeah, you got to be careful, because, you know, mm. the thing is, when you, you step to the man like we do, and, you know, we're a zeitgeist <laughs> shifter, <laughs> what can you do? You know? Do you You're reckon we should tell someone about that? Or do we just... just... I don't know, because, I mean, YouTube said it was copyright, and I, mm. of course, the Kremlin wants you to believe that, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, for those who, uh, um, who don't know, we did an episode on Husovka, which is uh, um, a town in Dinesk. Ukraine, or Donetsk, yeah, sorry, city in Ukraine, um, and it was founded by a Welsh guy, and we, I don't know, I think in that episode, I think we, we were just on about going over there and sorting out the Russians or something, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I think
0: the Russians don't like to say it's part of Ukraine because it has a lot of Russian tendencies. I think even back then it was a part of Russia when when um I can't quite remember the history. Oh, in like the sort
1: of Soviet and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the Russians are really pro not letting it be anything other than Russian. So I think saying it's a Welsh town,
1: let alone might, Welsh. Yeah. yeah,
0: you might end up in fucking Salisbury at this rate. Yeah, Novichok to, to, to kingdom come. Not Novichok, we'll as you think the if verb, we, yeah, if we get sent off to the Gulag, we'll still be doing the Tales of Wales podcast from there?
1: Freezing. You can't. You can't silence the voice of truth, mate. Okay, so they'd have to like. <laughs> we wheel us out to a mic and just yeah. So back in ten sixty, th-
0: this happened. Just, just <laughs> <Yeah. mudding> rocks, <laughs> speaking into little pebbles. Yeah. Sorry, I can't. Adju- I can't.
1: I can't adjust my mic settings because my hands are worn down to nubs from working (laughs) on the gulags. (laughs) Tales for Wales, I love
0: those guys. I've gone Dutch. (laughs) Hey, Tales for Wales, just me and the Kremlin, yeah? Smoking a pancake.
1: (laughs) Just quoting Austin Powers, why not? Why not?
0: Uh, I have I I really do miss those like we were saying this the other day, weren't we? They, they don't make comedies anymore, and it's not like a fucking no. you can't say anything anymore. But I just mean generally, Hollywood don't really <laughs> make many comedies. I, th- um, I thought you
1: were going to go on a fucking Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais style. Like, yeah. You can't say fucking anything anymore, can yeah. you? even though well, I'm sitting here in front of like ten thousand people. I like, get <laughs> yeah. paid for money for it. That's what's so
0: funny about those people say you can't say anything anymore. They have the biggest shows on the biggest platforms like Netflix. Could, yes, you can say whatever you. Like. Like and you're getting paid so much for it. You lot tired. of money
1: for it. Yeah, oh, I hate
0: it. Um, but no, I was cause no, like I know what I, you mean. It's like the, well, the r you know comedy don't make is like a lost art, isn't it? Well, apparently they they don't make them because they never make much money in the cinema, and they used to make loads mm. of money from DVD rentals and DVD sales. So, like ah. you know, dude, where's my car? Super bad. All those things. There, they were bought mm. by sixteen-year-old boys who had pocket money or whatever or change. Mm. Um, and their first jobs or whatever so like that's that market's gone now you don't have dvds so that's where the the suppose yeah the license
1: into like streaming services and stuff probably isn't as lucrative is it Mm. but now the last one i watched like a proper um r-rated comedy one uh was that no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence did you see that um no but i do quite like her it was all right it wasn't terrible but she's it's like, funny isn't she she's, she's yeah, at, yeah yeah she's quite a funny person but it was just like you look back at like your your old school your wedding crashes um <laughs> yeah your, i'm trying to think of anything that doesn't include vince vaughn but i'm i was gonna say that dodgeball. a lot of those yeah, <laughs> yeah. dodgeball um, i love you man you know he's, he's not i love you man yeah you know those oh. sorts of ones that and it's just nothing on those like it was okay but like, i was those always things, a... those ones are so good
0: no, my favourite are the stoner comedies, so like the Seth Rogen ones, the the Super mm. Bad, the what uh, um, the other ones like Super Bad, Pineapple Express. um
1: Leto is work. a lot, is, a, is yeah. a name that is in a lot of them, in the, you know. yeah.
0: and yeah. Yeah, although that one where they go to North Korea is shocking, It's so bad, and it nearly oh, a I war. I actually,
1: I love the interview. I love that <laughs> film. There's an absolutely amazing scene in that where. Um, James Franco I and mean, I hope to god it's in it's on, uh, Deliberate He does like the worst impression of Gollum From Lord of the Rings Because he's like trying to do an analogy About how much he loves his friend And like his job and everything He's making all these Lord of the Rings references And then he goes And Seth He says to Seth Rogen You're my precious And it's like so so bad There's nothing like Gollum And I think it's if Killed you find him, that clip online I'll try there. I really will try It's niche but I'll try <laughs> yeah. Um, have you? Uh, I suppose we're
0: ten minutes in. And we, well, I don't know, We like we like catching up anyway, don't we? Um, yeah. Do you reckon we should read out a review and maybe get into it because you said it's a slightly longy today?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a longy, right? So, um, yeah. Oh, review, actually, before it's that, so much it, it's on. a picture live. Uh, I've set it up. I haven't published it yet. I was. But do we have so a handle afterwards.
0: to find us on there?
1: Um, yes, we do.
0: Uh, well, should we just keep... We can keep this in, but should we Should we do yeah. that now? Um, fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hang on, hang on. Fanfare, ready? Oh, it's been a while since I've done that on the pod. A I'm month of, like, of, of doing it. That. Yeah, I am, to be fair. To be fair, to be fair. To be fair, to be fair. <laughs> um, so here this is fanfare, the glug of a card in. That's how we're announcing the big, that, the big reveal. There we
1: go. That's this happening yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah, you can find us on Patreon. We have not set up at this current point when we've recorded this. By the time it comes out, probably will be. We will have set up shop, but <laughs> probably will be. <laughs> <We're> so <laughs> <Yeah>. so unorganised. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to have a go on our Patreon, because we we no, have uh, had lots of it, requests. Let's go say we,
0: we're gonna it will be done. Um, and this episode will come out on the 11th, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. So, when you listen to this, so, so our podcast, our Patreon will be live by the 11th. And there's currently, yes. we, yeah, we've already recorded about four. Um, we're going to go through a f- tiered system. Well, we actually, we, we said this before, we have a tiered system in place there. Um, but yeah, search for it on there. If, whatever you could. Uh, not nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's an easy one to find on Patreon. Yeah. It's just Tales for whales, as in the, all the words, not the number four like we usually do. Um, but yeah, just find us on there. And uh, we're, I know we've been a bit elusive at the moment, but by the time this comes out, <laughs> it'll all be set up, and you'll be able to yeah. see everything. So. Yeah. So
0: we won't give any spoilers. What you might find because we don't know what yeah. you'll find over. because we don't we, know
1: what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But <laughs> the plan is we're gonna do two episodes a month and um, that what those episodes will be about will vary you have to be on the patreon to find out because there's some special tiers for patreon members so if you're the highest paid one you have special things for you on there um i suppose for now that's i sort of need to know if you have a look you before you sign up for anything they have a list of what the tiers are so you can know what they all are um yeah you that's point. it. don't
1: worry yeah <laughs> it's all good
0: yeah, and uh, we're gonna dedicate two episodes a month, which will be might be history but might also just be a bit more. Uh well we don't know. We we're, we're gonna let you decide really. We're gonna speak to Patreon. Yeah, the and f- the see first what you few want are kinda of of like
1: the first few are like kind of our attempt at what we think will be good. And yeah. then after that we're gonna sort of take a lot of direction from
0: uh yeah.
1: the, the the paid yeah. Patreon boys and girls basically yes. and we'll sort of take your steer.
0: And would it be tales of Wales if we didn't absolutely murder her, any kind of call to action? I so. was going to say,
1: what an absolute shit promo we just gave ourselves there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're promoted of that doesn't actually exist yet. So but it will. Stagnant, yeah. And stunted. So, yeah. <laughs> but go, there we go, go, prove to us that this sort of guerrilla marketing works, and <laughs> go on
1: there now and and, uh, and and have a little look. Such a generous way to categorise <laughs> this guerrilla marketing. I don't really know what that means. I just hear the term just, said a few times. Just I a think couple it... of dumb fucking apes just <laughs> speaking into a mic. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch Planet of the Apes. What a good film that is. Um, <laughs> you you uh, made it sound like oh, i has been off this fucking record and I'm going to watch Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we can do later. on the Patreon. Um, yeah uh so
0: yeah patreon that's live get around it next uh do you have a review to read out to show
1: people why they should join up to the patreon i do it's it's not a review but a little like comment we had um that is relevant to the subject matter today so i thought i'd include it and this is from a guy called lozenger t and he said he gave us a message on instagram and he said hi guys big fan of the pod Wondered if you have any plans to cover the Chartist Rebellion and maybe John Frost, the last man to be sentenced to being hung, drawn, and courted. Anyway, keep it up. We'll try and spare a few quid on the Patreon too. So the reason I chucked him on the top of this one is because we do delve a little bit slightly into the Chartist stuff in this episode. I just wanted to say, lozenger tea, while you'd have a lozenger would... Soothe your throat, lozenge tea, <laughs> as soothes my soul by <laughs> sending me that or us that, that comment. Yeah. God, I fucking balls that up as well. Like, <laughs> I, I, had, I had the perfect setup in my head, and I already like, I perfect, it. perfect setup. <laughs>
0: um, isn't he also sent us some shekels in our um, our fund thing as
1: well? Yes, he actually, yeah, yeah he so, donated so. to the pod as well. So he's yeah. obviously one of our favorite people. He's put awesome his money where his because... mouth is. Exactly, money equals love. That's why you put a lozenger in your
0: gob. So, this guy is very mouth central. (laughs) He's he's a (laughs) a lot of gob based bands here. Yeah. Um, And I I know we've had quite a few messages on Instagram, and I've been really bad at getting back to people. So, I'm going to do that tonight after these episodes once I've had Bevs. But um, I think I've got back to most people and really appreciate everybody's reaching out because that makes us feel happy.
1: Yeah, we're What's not lazy. We're just overwhelmed a lot. I know we're so stunted tonight. We just yeah. can't, we can't keep a fucking thought together, can we? Yeah, yeah. and it's not like we're—it's not like
0: we're fucking Harry Styles on Instagram. I just shit at any because I don't check it because I have my own Instagram account, and then we have this one, and then I'll, I'll forget to always read. You don't need to know this. What's wrong yeah. with us? Why are
1: we? Just... Why are we waffling? Yeah. I, was just, I was literally about to jump in and go like, "Oh, it's a bit like the uh, the old Tales for Wales email account." Like sometimes I'm checking my own. email. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, should I? And I was like, why the fuck would I even? Why am I even thinking about bringing that up? <laughs> Are we the worst?
0: What's what's wrong with it? It's so boring. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. this
1: weird Sunday vibe we got. going It is into it, it, it isn't it, a it bit is. of a Sunday vibe. It's naughty, yeah. but I do think a Sunday pint
0: is up there with one of the mm. best pints because you know you shouldn't be having it. It's like you're meant to be starting your oh, yeah. week solid going into it. Sunday night, early, Sunday <laughs> night scaries. So you're in bed. You you know you don't really want you. You want to be tucked up by 10 p.m. on a Sunday night, don't you? Latest, and you mm-hmm. had a shower. But you're fresh. You are comfy. you. Guess nice... what's happened? We're oh, chasing lordy, away lordy, the scaries with bloody.
1: lots of <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I do love a Sunday. A Sunday pint yeah. is just. It's like an ear point. Ear point. Yeah. Pint, yeah. It's like oh naughty. I like.
0: it. We actually cover that in the Patreon, don't we? I think we list our. All this in... Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. We all yeah, give no that away. The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you I, I think also, that's. A, They'll be rushing to the fucking Patreon page now. But, what, you talk about pints? That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't think that coming. Oh, Lordy. You both was amazing. So out of peace for you guys.
0: <laughs> we really should get going because we're... Oh, Christ, yeah. Christ,
1: let's <laughs> just, just, just yeah, get, get it done. Uh,
0: all right. <laughs> that lady was right when she left it. that message a year ago. There's too much jibber-jabber. 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 I think really yeah, there is too much time,
1: jibber-jabber. The first time I thought, yeah, you know what, Olivia... 2000 and mm. whatever it was you, you were onto something there, maybe there is a bit too much oh, right. but anyway alright, hang on, let me just let me get settled Well, I'll just my... say this
0: quickly, I, I haven't drunk on the pod for like episodes now and that is going down so well it's so Treat. nice to be back on the bebs. and uh, it's my second right. can of carlin, imagine you're on rum
1: no, I'm on the listen to that the, uh, oh. I'm on the Budweiser's tonight, man. Um, oh. But I have. I've been over the in-laws for Sunday roast. Yeah. And I did have a few Coronas over there. So um, I'm i am very well lubricated at the moment, oh. shall we say. I know. Really um, cool. yeah, I don't know. I, I, when I said that, I was like, oh, this is gross.
0: This is one of those episodes we never release. <laughs> we oh, just... <laughs> yeah. It's
1: just going <laughs> to... On the scrap heap. with the (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the old scrap heap. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. I'm focused now. Okay. So (laughs) today I'm going to be chewing your ears off about a guy named William Price, who was a Welsh physician and a political activist back in the 1800s, known for his devout Welsh nationalism and his involvement with the neo-Druidic religious movement, often described as one of the most significant figures in the Welsh Victorian era. But before I get to all things Old Pricey Accomplished... Oh, can we just
0: say as well, this episode is thanks to... Sorry, sorry, uh, it's thanks to uh, (laughs) Reese. I I just realised, but the reason we're doing this is because one of our uh, dear listeners, who's always sending great suggestions and stuff, and he also... um, Let me just read this out because he says something I think is absolutely mad. Where are you? There we go, and he sent over some links and some, which is really useful. If you ever want anything else to do anything, just send us the research so we can do it and not have to search
1: ourselves, <laughs> just um, to um, ourselves. Yeah.
0: Oh, he also said that you remember we? I think we mentioned that uh, Aber Kenfig uh, It's like Genfig in English, and um. Oh right, and, yeah,
1: yeah. And he said about the K, will not we? Yeah. Yeah,
0: because we said there wasn't a K, and he said the letter K was in the Welsh until it was in Welsh until the fifteen hundreds because printers ran out of the letter K. And I said I simply refuse to believe that about the K. You're trying to hoodwink us. Um, and yeah. he said he said no. It sounds uh, to be fair, it's, it's true. He said it's. Um... Yeah, because Wales wasn't a written language, really, et etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera, When it came to getting, like, printers and things made, uh, they just didn't send many to Wales or something. I have done that a disservice, but trying to read that whilst balancing my laptop on my knee and <laughs> my dogs next to me, I can't <laughs> quite remember. But, uh, yeah, apparently that is because of printers. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> we'll have to around like, how long that took me to find.
1: Thank, thank God you injected that <laughs> vital bit of yeah. information. Well,
0: Reese is always sending good information, and I'm absolutely... <laughs> Turned him up a kipper there, but didn't know. It. Yeah, his he... efforts, but... yeah, so he's he told us into this episode, and you said it's a mad episode. So I'm glad. Yeah, uh, next we'll look into why there's no K's or printers in Wales. But yeah, for I'm sorry. God's Reece, sake, let's focus I don't on don't one. I can't fucking thing. believe
1: that it's not not a printer thing because <laughs> yeah. surely the the whole of the UK would. You, you print. You don't. You you print with ink. You don't print with letters. No, you I, run think out letters do you?
0: I think he explains this, and he sent me a post. But I, for the life of me now, I'm, I do not bother I'm, to read it. So just read it. I don't read it. No, honest. he sent me a good Reddit link to it. But I'm just stressed now. Okay, I, I've, I've been right. overwhelmed.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm, so, I'm going to try. What has happened here? I'm going to try and write the ship now. Okay, oh. <laughs> And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on. So. I'm going to go back to when, or Pricey, or William Price, when he was born, okay? So so he was born in a place called Rudry, near Caerphilly in South Wales, on March 4th, 1800, and was believed to be the descendant of Rhys Vaur ap Merediv, who was widely known for his valour in the Battle of Bosworth in 1485, where he fought on the side of Henry VII. So he was uh, a man of sort of proud Welsh pedigree, if you like. yeah. Price's parents got married in 1793 under controversial circumstances for the time because William's mother, Mary, was of a lower social standing than his father, which was considered taboo back then. So William's dad, also called William Price, um, he does seem like a bit, a little bit of a sweetheart because uh, he was reported in an article at the time uh, that after his wedding he ran into the road with glee uh, after the union shouting a which is Welsh for I've stolen her look, look and apparently he's very happy about the fact he married well, this.
0: that's uh, an omission well. that he's just <laughs> robbed someone he's literally stolen her
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Williams also had uh, uh, sorry William Price also had three siblings called Elizabeth Mary and Anne uh, at home the Price's spoke Welsh as a first language Wales, Wales hmm. um, but Williams quickly learned english through his school uh, that he went to in Machen, he remained in school for only three years from the ages of 10 to 13 and proved himself a successful student passing most of his exams it wasn't long before he decided to become a doctor and moved to Cafili to become an apprentice to a surgeon called evan Edards, paying for his tuition with money given from various family members now i think it's absolutely mad that you go to school at 10 <laughs> leave at 13, they're like, you're you're sorted. You are yeah. qualified to go and be a doctor's <laughs> apprentice now. Absolutely madness. Yeah. I think
0: there was a the thing, like, more people used to die at the hands of me- uh, medicine prior to World War II than were saved by it.
1: I was going to say, well, no fucking shit with, with me, <laughs> putting a bunch of 13 year olds as bloody junior doctors or whatever. It's, it's silliness. Anyway, <laughs> by 1820, Price's apprenticeship came to an end and despite having next to no money, he moved to merry old London to continue his education where he learned under Sir William Blizzard in the London Hospital in Whitechapel, where in his spare time he would offer his medical services to the wealthy to fund his studies. He eventually became a member of the Royal College of Surgeons of England and although he contemplated taking his new career further afield to work in India, he eventually settled on going back to Wales to be a general practitioner. The man just had a, a, a love for home and hearth. about a right. heraith, a longing. A he, heraith, yes. Um, so once back in Wales, he first worked at Penturch, which is just up the road from me at the moment. Uh, he worked in Penturch Ironworks as a medical attendant, and he lived in a place with a cool-as-fuck name called Anis a Llewod Dion, or mm. in English, Island of the Black Lions. I thought that's that cool. I was like that, that's a pretty badass name for play. I, I bet it's mundane as fuck, but yeah. it sounds cool. He set up a medical practice in Glentav and worked there for seven years before going to a spot of trouble after renting a farm in a place called Upper Boat, um, and the farm was called Porthglaw or Coalport in English. So old pricey, he filled his farm with goats and various cattle, which ate and damaged trees and greenery around the property and throughout the neighborhood. This damage became so extensive that his landlord decided to give him uh, the boot, but William just flat out ignored him. He just refused to engage with this guy. So by the time he was served with an action of ejection, Price set all of his animals loose onto the main road next to the farm and tied himself to a chair in the room (laughs) of his house furthest from the front door. Just to... I I mean... (laughs) Any tying yourself to a chair in any room would have been annoying, but like to do it, like it's like I just want you to walk those extra steps. You know? it's <laughs> fucking mad. So after the animals had all been caught and tied, they eventually carried Price out in his chair and then they put him down in the middle of the road. He would caused so much disruption on, so they just <laughs> popped him in the road, left him tied up. Uh, anyway, and surprisingly. Uh, he decided to move house after that little incident, and he decided to go live um, in the Taff Valley near Pontypridd. Uh, it was here he not only was elected chief surgeon at the Brown Lennox Chainworks in Pontypridd, but also began to pursue and be influenced by left-wing political ideas. So Price was a very proud Welsh nationalist, um, and he found a lot of like-minded friends from wealthy families in the area. He even gave a speech on Welsh history and literature at the eighteen thirty-four Estedwod. Um, so basically he's like Tales for Wales of the 1800s, of course. Um, The speech he gave was said to be one of the most beautiful, eloquent speeches that was ever heard, and as a result, he was given the job of judging the Oestethos Bardic competitions that year. Price became more and more invested uh, in Welsh culture, specifically ancient Druids and the Neo-Druidic movement, and even joined the Society of the Rocking Stone, which was a Neo-Druidic group that met at the mine chuv stone circle in Pontypridd, and by 1837 he become one of the, its most influential members so people who maybe haven't listened before to like the celtic episodes and stuff druids were like you kind of your magic men of uh, celtic uh, societies and things like that they could uh, yeah, certain ones could to the future and things like that uh, and they were meant to be like uh what's the word like connections to gods i guess He taught lessons in Welsh every Sunday in an effort to promote and spread the Welsh language, which he feared was dying out um, because the English were uh, pushing a lot back then to, uh, well, just to have everyone educated in English, essentially. Um, He also wanted to build a druidical museum in Pontypridd that would double as a free school for the poor. Sadly, he didn't get enough support and the school never materialised. Price was also a stout chartist um, believing that all men had the right to vote regardless of their wealth or social standing, he wasn't alone in these beliefs either. Because, um, especially in Wales, um, where people had a very, usually very poor working conditions, especially minors, uh, the majority of these workers aligned themselves to the Chartists movement, thinking that by getting stronger political representation, they could then better their working circumstances as well. So many Welsh Chartists in industrial areas of South Wales took up arms in order to ready themselves for revolution against the government and price apparently aided them in getting hold of such weaponry. Um, by 1893, he'd even managed to source the movement, seven pieces of field artillery. I couldn't find out what exact, exactly what this artillery was, but it's, it's basically said it's like big cannons, you know, big guns, like big boy guns. That same year was when the Newport rising took place, actually. Um, so for those unfamiliar, the Newport Rising was the last large-scale armed uprising in Wales when approximately 10,000 people marched on Newport. Uh, we'll we'll probably do that a as an episode. episode or not. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we'll probably do a proper episode on that at one point because it is very interesting. But I think we'll put uh, that in we'll
0: soon because into... we've had that raise a lot. So yeah, we should we've had that a few
1: soon. requests. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I won't go into too much detail, but essentially what it was, there was a clash between these Chartists, so like 10,000 people and the army, uh, and 22... Um, Uh, Chartist marchers were killed, around 50 more injured, uh, lots of gunfire, things like that. Uh, Price wasn't actually present at the march on Newport Rising, uh, when Newport Rising occurred, but soon realized after seeing the result that the government would surely crack down on those affiliated with the Chartist movement. And I imagine doubly so if you were someone who, you know, gave them fucking cannons and things like that, like big fucking artillery. So Price was shitting himself a bit at this point. Um, because over 200 of those revolutionaries at Newport Rising, um, they were charged with high treason. Three of the ringleaders were even uh, hung, drawn, and quartered, which is the last Whoa. time that ever happened in England or well, Wales. Sh- should we so save like,
0: that for the Chartist episode?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go in more more than that, basically. Yeah. But I'm just trying to sort of uh, uh, say how serious, like uh, the fucking the, the reprimanding was for this, like sort of uprising. So, to avoid any potential backlash, Lewis fled to France disguised as a woman as well so I don't know, he put like a wig on and like i know a dress like, oh i just want to go to france and then by 1840 he supposedly had what he said was his uh, turning point in his religious life when he visited the uh, the louvre museum uh price was transfixed on an ancient greek stone tablet that he mistakenly thought was celtic and was sure that the markings on the stone depicted an ancient Celtic bard addressing the moon. This is where he get, this is where he gets a bit mad, right? Because he decided there and then that the inscription on this stone was actually a prophecy from an ancient Welsh prince named Allen. Alan, Alan yeah. facts the Welsh prince, of course. <laughs> um, this prophecy, appa- prophecy, apparently foretold that a man would come to reveal the true secrets of the Welsh language and to liberate the Welsh people. A historian called Ronald Hutton was quoted as saying, Nobody else had heard this person or made anything like the same interpretation of the inscription. Basically, it sounds like he was like off his tits or just made yeah. it up. On uh, some cheap and, French plonk. Yeah, exactly. And nonetheless, Price felt that this prophecy applied to him and that he must return to Wales to achieve Welsh independence from the United Kingdom. So it's like he went to this thing, went, Oh my god, this Celtic bit of stone. It's, it's a prophecy to me. And people were like, no, it's a Greek stone. It's not Celtic. You went, a Celtic stone has spoken to me, and I need to go back home. So he's gone a bit lally. He soon returned to Wales, driven by his new purpose, and he set himself up as a druid, along with um, founding a druidic group that attracted a few other people. Not much is known about how this group operated, but him and his followers used to walk around carrying staffs engraved, engraved with figures and letters, and all they do was go on about um, how marriage was wrong and it enslaved women. That's that's kind of like the only thing they used to talk about. I'm not going to sit here and say I know exactly what, you know, druidic dogma is, but yeah. I get the feeling it might be <laughs> a little bit more deep than just suppose, going, don't get married. <laughs> I, I suppose
0: uh, women were probably more seen as property back then. So mm. it probably was, it was more... Um, Less, you know, there's less rights for women. So maybe it, it was he was well intentioned to be like, hey, could have been a political
1: stance, maybe. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you're going to go, I'm a druid now. Maybe there's more. You should put more to the table than just one issue. I, 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 I don't know.
0: <laughs> but what do they call that in politics? It's like a, a one policy party, or you know, yeah. like like Brexit. You know, the people who go for that, it's like a one. They, they just go in mm. one, one, one idea, and they go hard on that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. and like I, I could um, I could sort of see where maybe they're coming from, going like I, you know, we we should treat women better. If that was the, the sort of platform they're going on, but the, mm-hmm. it was just a bunch of them go around going, don't get married, married slavery, marriage is slavery. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> mate, <I should laughs> calm down. So around this time, he also met a woman called Anne Morgan, who he moved in with, and in 1842, they had a daughter that he named Gwen Hyolan, Yarlès Morganug, which means Holan, Countess of Glamorgan. So imagine your parents just naming you Alan, Count of Dinis Powers, as, as like your actual name. Making you know, you go into school and be like, bow to the count and the Count <laughs> of you... Dinis Powers. So there was no. Uh, oh, no she's actual... not a count. She's not actual. Yeah. It doesn't have a title or anything. Oh. Her, her literal name was Gwenhelia, Countess of Glamorgan. That's like a literal name. So madness. It was shortly after uh, his daughter's birth that he began dressing in what was considered an unconventional manner at the time, donning a fox fur hat and an emerald green uh, cloak, um, and also growing his hair and beard out, which was very unusual for the time. He organised his own Eisteddfod in Pontypridd in 1844, but no one turned up besides oh. his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's it was going to be crushing. That's going to yeah. be crushing. But because it was just him and his daughter there, uh, and for something to do, I guess, he initiated his daughter uh, as a bard for the event. Oh, yeah. But can you imagine, like, setting up all the <laughs> fucking tents and everything, and then just absolutely no one turns up? Oh. Eleven years after that, he held a small-ish march through the streets of Merthyr Tydfil with a group called the Ivorites. These were a friendly group that were very pro-Welsh nationalism, uh, but they also brought with them a guy who was half-naked called Merlin, which is Welsh for Merlin. Uh, and the guy, this Merlin, Merlin guy, or Merlin, he brought along his goat and it made the whole like march look really dumb and silly. So like <laughs> he was a bit miffed. <laughs> like, it just ruined any sort of seriousness of it. Um, fast forward then to 1861 and Price had come back to his old idea of a Welsh school in Pontypridd for the poor. This time round, he yeah, had the backing of a landowner who was also big into Welsh culture. The landowner backed Price's pet project, but the two quickly fell out, leaving Price in a lot of debt. What's a man to do in such hard times? Fuck off your problems and move back to France, of course. So he moved back to France again. This time he didn't say he was dressed as a woman, but who knows? I just like to think he did. Um, this is where he gets another, in my opinion, bout of like losing the plot a bit. So France seems no good for his mental health, right? Because when he was over there the second time, he started writing to national papers saying that he was the lord of all the southern Welsh uh, and that all Greek books are works of primitive Welsh bards. Oh. He also claimed that Homer, as in Homer from the Greek, like Iliad and the, the Odyssey, mm. um, he was actually a Welsh guy and he was born near that and that... <laughs> and that If you needed proof of this, all you needed to do is look in, and I quote, the books of the Chinese. Oh, he seems mad. He's, he's, he sounds like every
0: it. drunk out, outside <laughs> City Centre, outside the train station in town, next to Toy Mike Trev, belting madness into his little... He's one of those
1: guys that, before the BBC studio was there, you know when they used to have the fucking grim, endless bus stop there? Right yeah. Right in the centre of Cardiff? Yeah. Like the, the the tramps that were like pissing at the phone booths and stuff. Yeah. That's what he sounds like to me at this point. Yeah,
0: the, yeah we there was one guy... Uh, There's this homeless guy who, um, well, not, home, I don't know what, I think he was homeless. He was definitely an alcoholic with like a, a group of other alcoholics. And we were outside the Burger King that was there about 15. And this he, this, he was called Foster Wells. And this um, woman Foster, went, fuck off back to prison and get bummed. Foster Wells! <laughs> <laughs> we became obsessed with shouting Foster
1: Wells everywhere we went. I <laughs> off, get back to prison, and get bummed. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember thinking, and then he had to go at me, so I was shouting at me, and I was like, "Oh, Foster Wells, can you just please leave me alone?" I just sat please, my Foster chips.
1: Wells, yeah. I'd
0: just been to KEX, I'd so just been to CEX, and bought like <laughs> um, uh, King Arthur, the the video game. <laughs> I wanted to oh, go wow. home and play it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Foster Wells
1: was. <laughs> Foster Wells was getting in your fucking grill. <laughs> yeah,
0: didn't need it. Um, so the so, French, he was back on. in France. The 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 last time the English fought the French was like at the end of the Napoleonic Wars, wasn't it? Like eighteen fifteen era. So like mm. this is a bit later. So but what the, the oh, yeah. have up still been? So, the they, they English and the French were at war, so the Welsh could just pop over, so I, I suppose that
1: makes sense. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm guessing maybe there wasn't as much animosity, because he was a Welsh boy, maybe he was less animosity, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so in, in 1866, then, he came back to Wales, he settled in the town of llan Um. eventually taking a farmer's daughter as a new partner uh, called Gwynhllian Llewellyn. Oh. Uh, she was only 21 at the time, and he was 66, so he was a little fucking, uh, what's the word? Uh, cradle snatcher? Peedophile? Cradle snatcher, that's the word, yeah, pedo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cradle snatcher as well. I was about to say grave robber. I think I've actually watched <laughs> a <to> drink. I, <laughs> um, cradle snatcher, there we go. Uh, yeah. Five years after getting together with Gain he wrote a book. So what happened to <laughs> in his, his previous girlfriend, the, the Count? Just she, He binned her off when he went to France. Uh, oh, that, 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 yeah. that that was his daughter, the Countess.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: But yeah, he just binned her off. He does that a lot. I'm just, spoiler alert, he does that a lot to his wives. Mm. He just bins them off. For someone who was preaching about not, not uh, wanting marriage because it's <laughs> slavery to women, he does it a lot. Maybe he does um, that so
0: hoping they'll divorce him so he doesn't have to go through <laughs> with it all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to prove my point. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he came back to Wales, right? He settled in Llan Trisim. um, took this Gwenlian as his wife, she was a young girl, and this is brilliant. Five years after they got married, he wrote his own book, right? But it was in his own invented form of Welsh language. It's so not even Welsh. It's not Welsh. It's like yeah. his own made-up thing. He <laughs> was. He stated that this gobbledygook he wrote this book in was in fact the original untarnished Welsh, like the pure Celtic um, mm. uh, language, if you like. The rough translation of the book title was The Will of My Father. And in it, Price talked about how the universe was actually created from a snake's egg by a supreme father god. Uh, mm-hmm. Needless to say, uh, it didn't make it to fucking like Richard and Judy's book suggestion. and <laughs> yeah. it, it, it fell into obscurity very quickly, probably because he wrote it in a language that literally no one could read That's because mad. he made it up. Absolutely, it's
0: like when Bam Majira, you know, from uh, um... oh yeah,
1: pay me sloth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know, Bam Margera from uh, the what's it called, Uh, Jackass? Jackass. He went mad like during pandemic due to like an awful drug addiction, but he started making his own language on. um, and then uh, writing on uh, Instagram and he'd like put these mad stories up and he'd write like all this like hieroglyphics down and be like see see I told
1: you and just shout on the yeah, camera he, then yeah he'd film this like absolute like rubbish that he's written down Ooh. and it was like nothing and he'd be like this proves everything I've said up until now <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they, it's, like it's me, just everything, just <laughs> everything. <laughs> this is just absolute scrawl like there's nothing to it so yeah basically uh, William Price did that um, and yeah the book didn't didn't get very big sales as you can imagine so uh, despite all the spiel uh, him and his druids were uh, given out back in the day about marriage as I said um, he actually married Gwen Lian then uh, in a druidic ceremony in 1981 sorry that's meant to be 1881 I think Yeah, yeah 1881 uh, on his 81st birthday. The wedding supposedly attracted quite a large crowd because of the, uh, the unusual ceremony. And um, people that were there at the time described it as very amusing. So imagine it, that. What, was a bit why like, was it unusual? I couldn't. Uh, well, it's a oh. druidic ceremony. So it wouldn't oh, okay, be like yeah. this typical yeah. thing. And um, yeah. Instead of being like, oh, my God, it's. I mean, I'm awe inspired because like how, uh, you know, uh, pagan it is. Everyone just yeah. said it was amusing, so I imagine they're just sniggering <laughs> at him the entire time.
0: <laughs> oh, bless him. He's just a madman, yeah. isn't he? Oh,
1: he's just he's has gone nuts, yeah. Uh, and by 1983, Price had proclaimed himself the, and I quote, high priest of the sun grown old and oh. said that a druidic prophecy told him to have a male heir. Dissatisfied that he didn't have a son yet, he managed to, and I don't know why he did this, convince a virgin, another uh, a virgin, named Gwen Lian, not the same woman he was, He's got he was type. married to. Yeah, same name as his ex-wife. She was 18 years old at the time. Oh, so he was God. 83 at this point. Oh, God. She convinced this 18-year-old to marry him, have a go on his old, decrepit fucking wiener. Tudge. And then she, get, she, get, yeah, and she gave birth to a son later that year. He decided to call his son... Listen to this, this is great. He decided to call his son He Greased, which is <laughs> literally the Welsh for <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he said he claimed that his son Yesi would go on to lead Wales and Britain someday. This was sadly not the case, and this is quite Ooh. sad because Yesi Greece died at ten months old from natural oh. causes, which is sad. Price believed it was wrong to pollute the earth by burying a corpse in it, so he decided to have his son cremated, an act at the time that was very very taboo. It wasn't uh, wasn't a done thing back then. So on twelfth of January eighteen eighty four. Men in Price's employ carted wood, coal and a cask of pitch to the top of Kyolan Hill in Llan and in the evening of the following day, wearing white robes, he carried his son in his arms up the hill and placed his body on the pyre before chanting a strange requiem and setting the pyre alight. Locals noticed the fire up on the hill and began to gather near the service. Before long, word had spread that Price was cremating his deceased son and the local sergeant of the police and his officers rushed through the crowd to stop it. The police snatched the baby from the fire, extinguishing the flames and arresting William Price for illegal disposal of a corpse. Now, this is pretty grim. Um, the police then, they they picked up Yessie Greest's corpse uh, from the pyre, and they chucked him in a straw hamper, head first. The hamper was too small to, like, hold the baby's entire body, so Yessie's fucking like charred feet were poking out the top oh jesus it's oh it's just like have some fucking humanity (laughs) in it jesus yeah Yeah, it's too
0: it's too inhumane to burn this body (laughs) let me just (laughs) throw it into a bin basically
1: in a wicker bin yeah with his fucking feet sticking out the top oh bless yes it greased so a doctor performed a post-mortem on yesi and found oh, no what? foul He's dead. play. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, baby's my, gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah cheers doc, I needed that one. Yeah,
1: definitely not alive. Okay. Uh, so the doctor performed this postmortem on yes, he greased. And uh, it's a fucking such a mad sentence to say that cuz like, yes, yeah. he greased in like going into the wild school. You've only yeah. literally used that for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um anyway, he found no foul play. It was natural causes. Or whatever so they didn't you know so they didn't have to charge william price with any like yeah. uh, foul play or anything like that yeah. uh price still went to court in cardiff though because of this charge of illegal disposal of a corpse yeah. but he argued to the judge um that while the law does not state the cremation is legal it also doesn't explicitly state that it's illegal mm. the judge didn't really have an answer to this uh so he agreed with price he was freed without charge Returning home to Tristan and uh, a lot of supporters there were very like, it uh, just, they were cheering him.
0: It just feels like he's one of those blokes who just like lord to himself. He was like nutters who just like do anything
1: and like. He's like fucking Forrest Gump. He yeah. just like <laughs> fucking floats through life and like it's, things just go yeah. all right for him. Yeah. yeah. Absolute nutcase. case. But... Well,
0: I was going to say, he's a bit like Jeremy Clarkson on the farm where he doesn't get right permission, (laughs) but I don't know if that's the the best analogy. (laughs) I don't know if Clarkson would throw his child onto a pyre. (laughs) If I told you this baby was going 400 miles per hour, you'd think I was crackers. (laughs) This is
1: going to be the best cremation in the world.
0: I always like doing the old clerks where he goes, if I told you this car was doing 180, you think I was crackers. What if I told you it was
1: 220? Like, I what I like if cracks, I told it. you that the law states, the cremation is not only legal, but it's not illegal, <laughs> the, <right? laughs> yeah. Come on, hamster. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, Clarkson. <Yeah. laughs> James May would absolutely beat that fucking sergeant. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. cremate a baby on this hill, <laughs> yeah. all right? I'm gonna chuck him in a little wicker basket head first. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. That was probably the worst fucking James May impression. Yeah, and it was quite a bad class that. Accent, but I just like yeah. said,
0: "If I told you," because yeah. <laughs> he's always saying that. He's always saying, "If I told you, you think I was bananas?" All right, sorry. Enough bad <laughs> right. accents
1: today. Sorry. So. Yeah, judge agreed with the price was off the hook, right? So then, later on March 14th, uh, he was finally allowed to cremate his son. Uh, This actually set a precedent across the entire UK, leading to the Cremation Society of Great Britain to campaign for and succeed in passing the Cremation Act in 1902. So that's thanks to William Price. That's how you can fucking cremate people today. Um, This is why I love this this
0: pod. Because I love tidbits and little facts and stuff. little and... bits
1: of knowledge, mate, yeah. Yeah, and that's how Cornels. I want to go. Have you
0: ever spoke about how you want to die? I know it's a bit morbid, but what you want to happen to your body.
1: Oh, yeah, just fucking boom me up, innit? Like, uh, I I, I, my, my I, I always is... want to be like... um my, my I remember my granddad saying, like, when I go, just put me in a fucking bin out of the back garden and set me alight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah... You can't do that though. Like I get, you know, illegal know that, disposal I, 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 of a body. I get, we, we Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. doing a pricey. Okay. I'm not, I don't want to have <laughs> yeah, some fucking start and put you in a fucking wicker bin. Yeah, they, yeah. they
0: might start a movement, the, the Wicker Bin Society, all thanks to Jack Ruby. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, I, I get the sentiment what he's on about. He's like, don't waste your money on like you know pain. Oh no, I don't mind things. that
0: bit. But, um, oh, I, I me, mean, like physically, where you want to be. Like I, I want to. Be cremated, and then I want my mm. um, ashes to be thrown uh, on Constitution Hill in in Aberystwyth, and because it's like a it's a nice place. And the, I I watched this TV show called uh, Mystery in Between, mm. and the guy in there, there's a someone who talks about cremation. I won't say it because I've recommended it before, so people should watch it. But he mm. mentions that like you don't die, you just change into something different, and uh, yeah. you just. And I think I'd love to be a part of the hill. And Abba is such a mad student town where I could just watch from the hill the bedlam that just <laughs> live, <every> live vicariously, <laughs> yeah, all the as a mountain, there, yeah. just going oh, you
1: know, <laughs> pound party tonight at peer pressure. It's <laughs> oh, like carry you, on living. you in the afterlife would be yeah, just a mountain lads, you know. You're, I'm like I'm just a fucking mountain, like I can absolutely imagine that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've just become the biggest thing. I'm actually, probably the most all powerful thing in this
1: afterworld right <laughs> now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying we will fight, but if we did fight, like I probably win, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you. You'd probably be like a little stone or something like that. When you're, you're just in the into. ground in fucking like lander fucking cemetery, <laughs> yeah. and I'm that's what I mean, <laughs> I'm like in I, a mountain. I, and, and
0: it's the sunsets in the west, and Abba's got this beautiful, like, like truly beautiful sunset. So I could watch the sunset as a mountain. What have, have you, you ever done?
1: So <laughs> I've got off track. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um right, anyway, it was I? I can't even remember where I was now. Uh, uh right, so, yeah. Passed the cremation act and all that, like thanks to William Price. So there we go. Cheers, cheers fucking pricey. Um so media interest after this whole shenanigans in Cardiff Court and everything, it gave him a bit of like uh fifteen seconds of fame uh nationwide because of how everything turned out. And so he began selling uh, medals depicting this, uh, you know, I mentioned that he thought in this fucking made up book that he did, that the universe was made from a snake egg. Yeah. So he he started making these medals that depicted a snake egg universe and he sold them for three pence each. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tried to work out how much that is today. It's about three quid three quick yeah. days when he felt like some fucking knockoff tat. Um, and it also, he was, <laughs> this is great, he was invited to speak at a lot of public functions, but completely biffed it because no one at these functions could understand what the fuck he was on about, so he never <laughs> got invited back, so he got, like, one and done in, like, a few yeah, places. Off the and they were like, yeah, the no, circuit. No need to come back, mate, because yeah. no one understood what the hell you were talking about. He was just <laughs> s- speaking madness. So, uh in eighteen eighty four then Price's wife, uh the second Gwendelian now, gave birth to another son, and guess what he called him? He called him Yassie Greased. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. How old is he now? Eighty uh, something. He's at eighty four at this point. Uh so he got Yessie greased two point yeah. uh, oh. Yeah. and also added. Well, just like to...
0: Jesus Christ he came
1: again. Well, he's exactly, back. yeah. <laughs> wait bear that in mind because there's something coming up now but a, <laughs> he also had a daughter then two years later called uh, Penelope. very mm. strange name but um anyway he once again stated that his son was destined for great things and that he was the second coming of jesus christ and would reign over the earth but i was like that would technically be the third right because your first jesus oh, christ yeah. was the second.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i don't, so I don't know but, but i mean does, I, wouldn't, just I wouldn't think oh, take that this guy's, i wouldn't call him up on the on that issue i think yeah <laughs> I think yeah. the cognitive
1: more... reasoning william is not quite <laughs> yeah. making yeah. sense you know yeah. um but anyway so yeah he, he he very much thought that uh you know the second yassi greece would would be would rule uh the world or whatever um when xian then separated from price um i probably had enough of his fucking foolishness by this point, I imagine, uh, and took the kids with her. Um, Price died in his home then, in Clantriscent. Um, Which few is years later like Cardiff, in... isn't it? It's like, like ugh, yeah, outside it's, it's, of Cardiff. It's not far from Cardiff, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's South Wales. Uh, so Price died in his home in um, a few years later, uh, 1893. So Gwen Lian separated from him, uh, I think it was three years prior to this. So he was 93 years old. He had a fucking good innings. Mm. Um, apparently his final words were, bring me a glass of champagne. And he reportedly downed the champagne in one fucking swig and then died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a legend. I wish that would be me with a pint of Carling. That's how yeah. I'm
1: going out. Bring me my Carling. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. he was, um, so he was also cremated on a pyre uh, on the same hillside that his son uh, was cremated on. Um, and the service was watched by 20,000 people, which is no mean feat. That's a, that's a huge crowd. Um, his family all dressed in traditional Welsh and Druidic clothing in his honor. Oh. He stated in his will that his ashes, uh, would not be collected, but they were to be left to be, um, spread across the earth by the wind to help the grass and the flowers grow. Gwen he, uh, his, you know, uh, just remind you the 18 year old virgin that he married at one point um she later remarried this time right to a road inspector for the local council (laughs) i think i think she just wanted to fucking break from like the fucking (laughs) the shenanigans and the madness (laughs) what what an absolute opposite end of the spectrum like oh oh, who was your ex-husband oh he used to call himself the um the the father of a dying son or whatever the fuck yeah. it was yeah. <laughs> and then go, what do you do? I'm a Roman I'm Clive. Council. sold, I'm Clive I fucking yeah. look at Rhodes, cheers That's she uh, uh, unsurprisingly she changed Yessie Grease's name <laughs> uh, changed it to Nicholas mm. so uh, old Nick, and uh, old Nick didn't end up fulfilling his father's prophecy of ruling the earth, but uh I imagine he was very thankful to have his name changed from Yessie Grease to, to Nick, um so that's basically the story of William Price, but I do have some bonus facts that I think yeah, are worth mentioning, I would right?
0: mention. I got one, but I imagine you're gonna you're gonna mention it. So, so
1: he was fact number one. He was a nudist, um, <laughs> but and he refused to wear socks. <laughs> he thought socks were dirty, so he wouldn't wear. Instead of wearing socks because he thought they were dirty, he just walk around barefoot everywhere like some grub, like some fucking Ooh. hobbit. Um, he uh, Anytime he had coins on his person, he'd wash them because he feared that they were the cause of cross-contamination. Mm. Uh, he was an anti-vaxxer. Well, that's, uh, that's conflicting. Yeah, because he was a doctor as well, which is strange. Yeah. But also, um, he's,
0: he's, he's like aware of contamination, so he's quite
1: a... Mm. Yeah. He's, he's an oddball, mate. He's not, a, he's not exactly a, um, With a consistent boy. Were vaccinations safe, body. then?
0: Uh, I'm not getting into that wormhole. We're going to get a bunch of people oh, no, screaming yeah, at Jesus
1: us. <laughs> yeah. They're not safe now, you sheep! You've been taking over the five G. You the... you're a fucking idiot you bastard. Cove idiot, <laughs> yes. um, it's
0: a I used to see that written down on Twitter a lot for like covid.
1: idiot.
0: yeah, because it only really works <laughs> written down. It's not great to say out loud.
1: It's <laughs> brilliant, Cove idiot. Um He actually refused to treat any patients that smoked, uh, oh. <laughs> saying that they they uh, they reap what they sowed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mad. What's um, <laughs> the Hippocratic oath? Like you know, <laughs> you got. <laughs> does so to... Doesn't apply to him to himself. this man. Well, yeah, is the guy's not consistent. Uh, he was a vegetarian and he claimed, and I quote, "Meat brought out the beast in man." <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't it's eat quite, meat. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite. Yeah, I like him. Hmm. He also thought most doctors... I quite like this one. He thought most doctors were poison peddlers, as he called them. They'd rather sell you drugs than fix the actual issue. Uh, he, Absolute a, he knows commentary on pharma. modern times. He knows yeah. Big Pharma. He knew where it was he going. Big pharma. Uh, he's actually... Uh, anyone who's familiar with Ponteprith... I don't know how many listeners will be... But there's these uh, famous roundhouses in Ponteprith, right? They're very old, uh, from his time. He's responsible for the building of those roundhouses, right? But this is hilarious... What he did is he went to a builder and he convinced the local builder that he owned the land and said, can you build me these houses or whatever? He didn't own the land and he never paid the guy. He just wanted some <laughs> round buildings. And when they went, oh, it's done, can you pay me? He was like, I don't know what you're on about. And so these round houses are still there now. He just fucking duped this guy.
0: What if this Ridiculous. guy just going
1: through life? <laughs> Troublesome? Yeah, trickster. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does he look
0: like? I want to Google. Is there any photos oh, of what he looks like?
1: Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Just Google William Price oh, Wales. Oh, fucking hell! He looks like a f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh You've seen it, haven't you? A little fox, the fox head. <laughs> Absolute maniac. <laughs> yeah. I like, put so- that as the uh, the album art for okay, this episode. Okay, great. So it, if, yeah. if you follow
0: us on like most platforms, you'll just see uh, yeah. what he looks like. Yeah.
1: There's uh. So another fact. Next fact is there's a statue of him in Clantricent, dressed in all his like mad clothes, like his fox hat and his like fucking big robes and everything. I'm a vegetarian,
0: but but I will also wear (laughs) a fox hat, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: And finally, and this was very interesting to me, this is a very newish sort of uh, fact, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. said that William Price was his influence for the version of Dr. Doolittle that he played in the 2020 film adaptation that he starred in. That's what I... uh, Robert Downey Jr. got absolutely roasted and torn apart for his... Fucking abysmal Welsh accent. And if you've yeah. seen any clips of him, uh, do, do, doing that as Dr. Doolittle, it should drop fucking that in yeah. Oh, we have to, it's yeah. it's dire. We're in their sights, cannons are taking aim. Let's turn this Whoa! ship, enemy, starboard aft. Elliot, you and Hercy. ready the machine. Don't worry, Chich,
0: you rise to the occasion, you're stronger mm. than you know.
1: Oh. Now, remember. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's a really bad... Uh, <laughs> I think Rob Downey Jr. is a fucking class actor, but my God, what a misstep that was.
0: So that's the thing I knew. I knew that Robert Downey Jr. played... Uh, um, uh, What's it? Uh, William Price. But was he based mm. on Dr. Doolittle? Was William Price actually based on Dr. Doolittle?
1: I don't think so. I, I looked into thinking, oh, is that where that that whole story yeah. comes from? He, he just based his version of Dr. Doolittle on William Price. Um, so I don't mad. fuck knows why, and also, you think like if you're a multi-million dollar like fucking oh, big show. I, I
0: read what he said. Robert Downey Jr. said he found a picture of Dr. William Price and decided to base his titular character of the film *Doolittle* on the man. Before I signed on, I was just googling weirdest Welsh doctor, <laughs> and I just—I <laughs> don't want to think of—I don't want to just do another English accent. He told Joe Rogan, "So this is Guy William Price, who's a nutty Welsh doctor. He's a neo-druidist. He's someone who believed we could communicate with all nature. So yeah, he just imagine googling weirdest Welsh
1: doctor. Weird Welsh doctor. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wonder why he made him Welsh. That's cool though that he knew that we could. Isn't it mad that we're proud when people know we exist? Like people in oh, other yeah. countries don't have to deal with that; they don't have to, to, to debate that if they're still a country, if they're this or that. It's oh, just mate. mad that we're still. Oh, it's just mad. In I sometimes. watched.
1: Um, you know, I said yes last night. I was up till fucking stupid o'clock. Yeah. I was actually watching history stuff, Welsh history stuff. Right, I got yeah. uh, an episode idea and everything. But one of the things I watched was this. Um, you know my. Uh, penchant for watching videos where like an expert uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an expert watches like films and like comments on it uh, it was like a pirate expert and mm. she was like looking at judging pirates from films and whatever and they uh, went on to Captain Morgan at one point and not once not once at all did she mention that he was Welsh Ugh. not a single time yeah, and I was really mean. annoyed because I was like they, they talk about Edward Teach with the uh, Blackbeard yeah. And all that, and we're saying, like, you know, use an English pirate, use this, da, da, yeah. that, and they, they they absolutely attribute a nationality to him. And then when they got Captain Morgan, they didn't say a thing about being Welsh. And I was like, come on, just no. just a nod. I don't I don't want it. I don't want a huge yeah. thing about it. Just yeah. just say he was a Welsh pirate.
0: It is mad how to justify a country. It's just it's it's, it's mm. tiring, isn't it? Um, I realize this episode's gone on for ages. So we probably should wrap up.
1: Oh yeah, probably. Uh, that is my lot, by the way. That's a, that, that the Downey Junior thing was uh, my You're last word.
0: Uh, yeah, well, so that's, that that's case, William Price.
1: That's a whistle stop tour of William Price and his fucking crazy life.
0: And he lived to ninety two. That's a good old ining, innings.
1: Not bad for that time of uh, yeah, of, yeah, nearly a whole well.
0: century of a mad era. Uh, mm. Well, he was really interesting. I really liked that. So, Dil Rees for suggesting that, and thanks Jack for researching mm. it. Um, let's wrap this up, uh, otherwise we'll we'll run out of time. Yeah. Um, but Dil, get around on Patreon, get around on socials. Uh, Tales for Wales podcast. And um, we love you. Goodbye.
1: Cheers. To that. Uh,